The Tigers dropped two games in one day, believe it or not, on Monday in some split squads. We're going to talk about some observations from that game. Uh, we're going to talk about a new signing that you might have seen in the World Baseball Classic. And we're going to do our player preview on Matthew Boyd. All today on Locked on Tigers. You are Locked on Tigers, your daily Detroit Tigers podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Locked on Tigers. I'm, of course, your host, Scott Bentley. Today is Tuesday, March 14th. 2023. Thank you for making Locked On Tigers your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by the Ultimate Baseball GM Game. If you've ever dreamed of becoming an MLB GM and managing your baseball franchise, then this game is definitely for you. To download the game, just visit ultimatebaseballgm.com or look it up in the app stores, our listeners get 100% free boost to their franchise when using promo code LOCKEDON in all caps in the game. Okay, we'll talk about that a little bit later too. Let's talk Tigers, though. Welcome back. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Hope everyone uh, got through Monday okay and is having a good start to the week. Let's discuss the Tigers losing two games in one day. That's pretty miraculous, ain't it? Gotta love spring ball. Only time of the year when you... Well, actually, that's not true. I guess doubleheaders exist. But uh, never fun, I guess I'll put it that way. Uh, No matter the time of year when you're recapping two losses in the same day. But the Tigers have done that here. Again, I don't really care about spring training wins and losses all too much. Uh, But the Tigers did lose 11-7 to to the Baltimore Orioles. And then they lost the televised game against the Tampa Bay Rays by a score of 9 to five that game was played in Tropicana so uh there you go the Rays just playing their their spring training games at home uh yeah there you go let's talk about some observations from that game like I said then we will get into uh, we'll end the show with a Matthew Boyd player preview pumped to talk about him uh and then the Tigers made a, a signing of a guy who pitched really well in the WBC that you might have saw if you're keeping tabs on it. Uh, And it's kind of a cool story. So we'll talk about that a little bit as well. But uh, let's start with some of the uh, the news and notes from Monday. Ryan Kreidler hit a home run. And Ryan Kreidler since, well, I guess it's really just the last two games, to be honest with you. The game against Minnesota and the game against Baltimore – He has hit pretty well. Of course, neither of them televised because that's just our luck. But, uh, you know, he really was not having a good spring at the plate up until that game against Minnesota. So uh, nice to see him. I guess we can call it a turnaround for now because he's done well since that game as well. Uh, But last couple of games really swinging a hot stick. That's good. You know, it's interesting because I think – on this show, we talked about it, and just in general, I get, I think the vibe I got from the fan base was that over the winter, there was a point where I think everybody just assumed and uh, just would have thought it, it was, I don't, I don't know if I want to use the word guarantee, but pretty close to a guarantee that Ryan Kreidler would have been 
on not only on the opening day roster, but getting a legitimate look at third base this upcoming season. And then obviously the Gregory Soto trade changed that a little bit. I, I think uh, people really liked Mayton and, and, and Veerling for whatever it's worth. But uh, I, I still think that there was kind of a general belief that like, okay, Kreidler's probably made for the roster and, and he'll probably get a look at a few different positions around the diamond. And, uh, you know, I'm not saying it's 100% due to his performance in the first couple of weeks of the spring uh, until two games ago. Uh, but I, I do think that maybe that tone has shifted a little bit where people are like, okay, I, I think Kreider still obviously has a very legitimate chance of making this roster. And in no way, shape, or form am I saying that he's he's just like awful and, and not going to produce for the team or whatever. But I do think that the tone has changed a little bit. I think some people are, are like, okay, well, I think he probably has to prove a little bit more uh, to guarantee his spot on this roster, maybe more so than presumed at one point this winter. So uh, something to keep an eye on for sure. If he keeps swinging a hot stick, you know, this conversation becomes a lot easier. But uh, if he kind of reverts back to how he looked in the first two or three weeks of spring training, then uh, I, I don't know. That could be a really interesting conversation that we definitely uh, and obviously have on the show as we got closer to, to opening day. So something to keep an eye on for sure. Uh, we talk about the third base situation all the time. His name is obviously being thrown in that ring, but uh, I, I, yeah, I, I think it's, it's a lot more of a conversation uh, about his status on the opening day roster. Maybe than people realize um, what else Akil Badu hit a homer against Baltimore as well. You know, We've talked a lot about how great his tools are, right? He's such a toolsy player, and he's so effective at so many different things. But the fact of the matter is he he still has not hit extremely well in the spring. And hitting solves all and is very important. It, it is very hard to be a consistent Major League Baseball player without being able to hit even remotely consistently. So hit a home run really good at a lot of things on the baseball field uh but definitely needs to uh to to have some solid ab's to kind of give some confidence back to to a lot of fans and i've said that about a lot of people but it, it it's the reality of last last season like last season was awful for everyone and so I, I think a lot of confidence was lost rightfully so by the fan base involving a lot of these players on an individual level and i think this year is kind of about uh, giving some of that confidence back in, in the long-term aspirations of a lot of people. And Badu is certainly very high on that list. Speaking of Akil Badu, Kerry Carpenter went three for three in that game against Baltimore. Uh, the last three games, four games, he's really caught fire as well, has had some power in there, hitting really well. He got off to a slow start in the spring, but seems to have turned it around uh, in a big way. That's uh, that, That's really key for the battle. Uh, I would still have him on the outside looking in if the season ended today, but uh, there's still two weeks, I believe, of spring ball left. So uh, we'll see. Uh, one week, one week and a half, week and change. Yeah, <laughs> there's still some time left, I guess is my point. So uh, we'll, we'll keep an eye on Kerry Carpenter. That outfield situation is obviously going to be very fluid. And then once spring games end, we're going to have to have the just the roster construction conversation here which will be a super super fun episode uh Bo Brisky came out of the pen in the Orioles game gave up two home runs in two and two-thirds innings pitched uh gave up four hits total I believe in the outing as well we couldn't see it 
and there's no savant data for it either. So it's just we're pretty much completely blind to uh, that game. So I, I don't know how he looked. I don't know what the, the velocity was. I, I don't know anything about the outing. I just know that he gave up a lot of contact, and clearly a lot of it was hard contact as well. So we'll see if he can bounce back from that. Will Vest also gave up some runs. Uh, you know, Will Vest ERA is very, very high. Uh, I'm not sure if if you're what he has had a not very fantastic spring. And I've said this already in spring training, and I'll reiterate it. I definitely do not think Will Vest's part of the like guaranteed roster spots in this bullpen. Uh, do I think that it's impossible for him to still make it? No, I, I, it's very, very plausible that he's still on this opening day roster, but uh, I, I don't think that it's like, oh, he was in the bullpen for most of last year, if not all of last year. So we should just assume that he's one of the people that's going to start off the season in the pen this year. I, I don't subscribe to that logic at all. Um, and I, I think that that's someone to keep an eye out for as spring training continues, because that is a very, very fluid bullpen situation, as I have reiterated, I'm sure, a million times. Okay. Cool. Let's keep the ball rolling. We'll keep talking about. Uh, well, actually, I think that's pretty much it for the Baltimore game. So let's hop over to the to the Rays game. We'll talk about the televised baseball game and uh, the news and notes to come out of that one. But first, I got to tell y'all about our friends over at Ultimate Pro Baseball GM. I'm really, really pumped about this. This is one of our newer sponsors of the show, newer partners, and it's the mobile game Ultimate Baseball GM. Okay, this is like my childhood. It's just pretending I was the GM of the Detroit Tigers and then playing a bunch of games that let me do that. And this one is new and is awesome and really, I think, is one of the best out there in this regard. If you've ever been like me and had the dream of becoming an MLB GM and managing your professional baseball franchise, well, this game is definitely for you. Manage every strategic aspect of your team. Play through the season and lead your team to glory. You're responsible for hiring the right coaches, hiring the staff, managing team finances, scouting and drafting players, managing difficult personalities, you know, chemistry. Are you a Jim Leland manager where chemistry might not exist? Or are you all about the clubhouse vibes? That's what you get to determine here. You get to navigate your franchise through free agency, all the ups and downs of the seasons, trades, etc., all this in a challenging and realistic game world. Ultimate Baseball GM is completely free and playable offline. Play on the go as you want, when you want to. It really is awesome. Locked on Tigers listeners are also getting a 100% free boost to their franchise when using promo code LOCKEDON, in all caps, in the game store. So make sure to check it out. To download the game, just visit probaseballgm.com. Scan the code or look it up on the app store. That's probaseballgm.com, the ultimate baseball GM. Start your dynasty today. All right, everybody. Welcome back here. Segment two, Locked On Tigers. Uh, talking about the news and notes, and I will hop over the televised game really quickly. Austin Meadows had a really hard hit line drive in this one. You know, I it's good to see him make hard contact for sure, but uh, it was still very low to, to the ground. <laughs> and I am still just at this point, desperately waiting for him to just lift a baseball that he hits hard. Um, it, it's 
Last year, obviously, was last year. We don't need to talk about that for the millionth time. But this spring, he really hasn't been lifting the ball. And he's been hitting it hard at times. He's been hitting some really hard ground balls. This double, the RBI double he had in this game was kind of just out of reach of uh, the, well, it was a little bit of a mini shift there. Second shortstop, whoever was close. I guess that's probably shortstop these days uh, up the middle. So, it, it, just like he he has the ability to make good contact. He doesn't look lost at the plate. He's not swinging at junk. It was a 3-1 count that he hit this one in. Like, he, he's taking good at-bats. You can see that that he has a very professional approach at the plate, and it's just this spring carrying over from last year, really, when he had zero homers in the, in the few games he played. Just – there hasn't been so far in a Tigers uniform an ability to lift the baseball. And that's just what I'm really, really waiting for. So I, I like border again, like desperately might be the word. I, I'm not even asking for like a 430 foot, you know, moonshot or anything, but if he can just crush a ball into a gap and just like, like get to second base standing up or something like that. I I think a lot of weight would be, taken off my shoulders and and I'm sure his as well I you know we, we know what he went through last year I'm sure that he has the same concerns but uh, that's pretty much where I'm at with Austin Meadows he'll obviously be the opening day starter in right field uh, but I, I'm I'm very much still just waiting for him to to kind of consistently lift the ball because he's been a, a 20-30 home run threat before so we're, we're still kind of waiting on that to to come around here in his tenure in Detroit uh, Cesar Hernandez, I, I don't really have anything like mechanical or anything to say about him. Just some really professional at-bats again, like really, really professional ABs, like really knows how to work the count, does not give anything to the pitcher. He, he'll make some weak contact sometimes, but uh, I, I mean, even in the spring, he's actually, he's gotten a hold of a few balls. Like I, I, I really like the, the steady professional ABs that Cesar Hernandez provides and uh, I, I, I don't know. I think as it stands right now, I would probably have him on my opening day major league roster. Uh, so we'll, you know, subject to change, very fluid, but as of today, that's probably where I stand with him. I have really liked what I've seen so far in the spring torque. Spencer Torkelson goes two for three with two balls hit over a hundred miles an hour. What a beauty, you know, like, again, I don't want to keep having this conversation every single episode, but objectively, over the last week, he has hit a lot of baseballs very hard. And it's very, really unfortunate and frustrating, I'm sure, for him, as it is for all of us, that he hasn't been getting rewarded for those. Uh, and it, it's nice to see some of those finally start finding grass. Uh, I, I, I think his at-bats today especially looked really solid. One was a, a fastball inside that he turned on and pulled for a really hard-hit ball. That was the double to left. And then uh, had a single on a breaking ball that he pulled as well and hit very hard. So just has, I think, uh, looked really good lately over, over the last, you know, five, seven games. I uh, I think the approach has been really good, and it's nice to see some of the results start uh, piling up because, again, for a while there, it was, it was pretty frustrating for everybody, I think. Eric Haas, I feel like I haven't talked about Haas enough just because he's like a slam dunk to not only make the team but be a prominent part of the lineup this year. Um, but he went one for two today, and even in the at-bat he flew out in, uh, I, I thought that he was seeing the ball really well. I've been really impressed with what I've seen from Eric Haas in the spring. He was laying off sliders today, which has always been kind of like my biggest critique of him. 
uh, I, I'm I'm really pumped to see what Eric Haas can do this year with like consistent, legitimate playing time throughout. Uh, I, I'm I'm really really excited, really excited. Tyler Alexander, I thought looked really solid at a couple of innings of uh, no run ball, which uh, today is somewhat of a miracle given the the run totals against us in both outings of the split squad games. But I thought he looked good. That it's really the first outing all spring that I've seen of Tyler Alexander where I've been like, okay, like there he is. That. That was really solid. I want that in my bullpen. So nice to see that again. And he's probably had that, but again, like with half the games not televised or whatever, it's, you know, you got to take what you can get. So nice to see him do that in front of a camera today, I guess, is my point. Uh, Also, at the end of this ball game, okay, the Tigers threw out Anuris Zabala. I believe I'm pronouncing that correctly. If I'm not, no disrespect, obviously. Um, And... This dude has incredibly nasty stuff. We actually, I think we talked about him in like January, maybe. I don't know. We signed a lot of, uh, we had a lot of minor league signings. So I, I don't even know at this point. And, and, you know, you do a show every day. Some of them kind of blend together. But uh, I, he had nasty stuff and was hitting 100 at one point. Got crazy movement. He just genuinely has like no one in the stadium has any idea himself included where the ball is going. And so like when looking at his, his year last year, this is the part that makes me think we maybe talked about this. He had a 25.2% K rate in triple a last year, which is really good, but a 23 and a half percent walk rate, which is abysmal. That is just catastrophic. And he had a nine and a half ERA. I'm all for it as a minor league signing. Uh, he's obviously going to come nowhere close to making the, the the bullpen out of camp or anything, but I love it as a minor league deal. And uh, I I think that, you know, stuff and velocity is is hard to teach. And so I, I, we've talked about at length what we've liked from our development staff and our coaching staff top to bottom. Let, let's put him in there with some Detroit Tigers coaching and development and, and see if we can maybe tweak some of the – I don't think he's ever going to be a low walk guy, but if we could even get a 23 and a half percent is, is astronomical. So if we could even cut that down uh, and get him to just be like a reasonably high rate walk guy, but keep the K numbers where it is and, you know, knock down the VLO. Obviously that would be kind of cool. Um, Miguel Diaz started quote unquote, this game was a bullpen game, but uh, Miguel Diaz was the pitcher. I don't think he's given up an earned run yet this spring. Correct me if I'm wrong, uh, but I don't believe he's given up an earned run yet this spring. The changeup looks really, really good to me and has all spring. This is the second or third time he's been on a televised game. Uh, Mid-90s fastball to go with it. That changeup hits like 90 as well. It's got a lot of movement, had a lot of swings and misses today. Uh, I think he's going to be in the mix for that bullpen job. And I think it's somebody that in the winter, maybe I didn't give uh, like due diligence or, or like give the, the the justice that he probably deserves in that conversation for being a legitimate threat to be uh, on the opening day bullpen. But I I think he's certainly in the spring pitched his way into that mix. So uh, I'm enjoying Miguel Diaz more and more. Okay, last thing, then we'll get into Matt Boyd. The Tigers have signed Nicaraguan right-handed pitcher Duque Hebert. Again, if I'm mispronouncing that, no disrespect intended at all. Uh, But if you watch the World Baseball Classic, Nicaragua played against uh, the Dominican Republic. And in the ninth inning, the DR was up like six to one, but uh, Nicaragua threw this kid out there. He's 21 years old, according to the broadcast. There's not too much data on him because uh, he 
has not pitched over on like in North America. Like his stats are, are, are not North American, like professional stats. So uh, I, I, the, all I could really, again, the broadcast says 21 years old. That's cool. I think they, they showed the graphic. His ERA was like four or something in the league he pitched in. Um, and he, in the ninth inning struck out Juan Soto, Julio Rodriguez and Rafael Devers. And uh, he got Devers and Soto on a changeup, and he got Rodriguez on a slider low and away. Uh, the changeup looked really good. It was about 80, 83, 84 miles an hour. The slider looked good. It was about 80, 81. Uh, the fastball was pretty decent velocity on it. He, he used it to set up those pitches. Uh, it was cool to see. And they, the broadcast was talking about, like, what a cool story. This 21-year-old kid just struck out three of the baddest dudes on the planet, like in the ninth inning. That's so cool. And then on Monday, we we wake up and we're strolling social media and we find out that the Tigers have reportedly signed him. Uh, and, and that is from the Nicaraguan uh, World Baseball Class, like, like the Nicaraguan baseball team's Instagram page. Like they congratulated him and said he signed with the Tigers. So super cool story that we get to be a part of. And like, you know, he'll be in the low levels of the minors to start off. We'll see what he can do. Uh, but just kind of an awesome story that like the Tigers get to get, get to be a part of. And I think that that's super awesome. And baseball is just the best. Like how, how cool is that on the world stage? You strike out three of the best hitters alive. And, and next thing you know, you're, you're signed by a major league baseball team. That that's just, I, I love sports. I love baseball. And that's one of the biggest reasons why. And it's one of the, the coolest if not the coolest thing about the world baseball classic, you know, like obviously a lot of fans love seeing the, just the best of the best going toe to toe against each other. And that, that obviously is, is very, very cool, but uh, that's what I love. I, I love just getting acquainted with more and more players that nobody else was on a mainstream level before the turning. And, and like I said, Tigers get to be a part of this story, which is super cool. So uh, very, very cool. We'll definitely keep updates on that situation as uh, that that progresses. So, okay, let's talk about uh, Matty B. All right, let's talk about Matthew Boyd. But first, I got to tell you all about our friends over at FanDuel. It's the midway point of the NBA season. It's the perfect time to download the FanDuel Sportsbook app, America's number one sportsbook. Because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, it's secure, it's super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line, point scores, three-pointers drained, etc. Plus, FanDuel lets you combine bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss your chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you use FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. All right, everybody. Welcome back. Third and final segment here, Locked On Tigers. Let's talk Matthew Boyd. So, uh, Matthew Boyd is back. Obviously that's not news to you at this point. You know, it, it was his first tenure here was a, was a roller coaster, right? We saw a lot of peaks and valleys with Matthew Boyd. There was a lot of, uh, really cool moments and a lot of, of fan frustration at one point. 
as well. There's not too much to talk about involving his 2022 as he was hurt for a large majority of it, a similar, if not, some people say the exact same injury as Tarek Skubal. So take that with whatever you will. But uh, his age 31 season, he signed with the Giants last year, did not throw a single pitch for the Giants and was traded to the Mariners at the deadline despite not having pitched a single inning for the Giants, and then came out of the bullpen down the stretch in the playoffs for the Mariners, uh, ended up throwing 13 and a third innings of 1.35 ERA baseball. So, you know, like whatever, we're going to take that with with a grain of salt. I think we can look at usage a little bit and see a little, even then it's like it's 13 innings, right? But 2021, his last season with the Detroit Tigers, where he got hurt in the second half of the season. So he only ended up throwing, making 15 starts and throwing just under 79 innings for Detroit. He had a 3.89 ERA, though. And uh, it, it was honestly, it was one of his best, if not his best season with the Tigers. Now, 2019, if you remember, he ended up throwing 185 innings for the Tigers in 2019. But in the first half of 2019, he was he was dealing, right? Like that was that I think that is is will maybe forever be the best version of Matthew Boyd that we have ever seen is is first half of 2019, Matty Boyd. But uh this this 2021 version of him was really good. This was a a very, very good season, the lowest ERA of his entire career. And there's some interesting things I think we can dissect from the usage of the last two seasons to talk about what we might expect from him this upcoming season or what we're at least going to look for this upcoming season. Okay, so limited action in 2022, obviously, as we said. uh, But he did throw way more sliders in 2022 than change-ups. And the reason that that's weird is because in 2021, he threw pretty much even sliders and change-ups. Okay, mostly fastball, and then pretty similar usage usage on sliders and changeups, and then out of the bullpen again, only thirteen and a third innings. Kind of went back to only throwing cha- or throwing changeups or geez, throwing sliders majority as the secondary pitch. Okay, so I'm not sure if that'll stick. We'll see what happens. He's in starter mode as well, whereas last year he came out of the bullpen, so that might just be a, a, a reliever mindset type of thing he had going on, but. It's something to keep an eye on for sure. Um, but yeah, almost identical usage to the two pitches in 2021 and then a 14% difference between the two in the limited time in 22. And if we take a step back further, 2020 was obviously the weird COVID year, but in 2019, he almost never threw his changeup. I mean, he was dang near just a straight up a two-pitch pitcher, to be honest with you, in 2019 with just fastball slider. And that might be why it caught up to him in the second half of the season. He uh, had a honestly much worse season than he did in the first half of 2019 he had a very high ERA and give up a lot of hard contact. Um, but I, I'm, that's like one of the biggest things for me is just what kind of usage are we going to get out of the changeup? Now it is also worth noting that I, I want you to say out loud and just guess how many changeups Matthew Boyd has sort of thrown to left-handed hitters over the last three seasons combined. Okay. So this is since the end of 2019. Sorry, the end of 2018, 2019, 21, two. So this is the last four seasons, I guess, combined. He has thrown four 
total change-ups since game 162 of 2018 to left-handed hitters. So he's very much, and he throws the slider to both very much so, but he will throw the sliders at a pretty high clip to lefties, which makes sense. He's a lefty. That's a really common uh, strategy and, and pitch sequence for lefty-lefty. So it makes a ton of sense there. Um, and righties going to change up more probably also makes sense because that slider, as we have seen a lot in the past with Matthew Boyd, can get hit really hard and get taken for a ride, right? The, the, the big knock against Boyd in his tenure here was certainly that inconsistency was, was a little bit of one. Outside of 2019, health was always one, but I'm not sure that's really like a knock against him as a pitcher. Uh, we're just we're looking to see him stay healthy for sure. Uh, the first half, second half thing was always talked about, but the biggest thing was just he always gave up a lot of home runs. I think one year he led the league in home runs given up against, 2019, 2018, somewhere around there. So we're looking to, to, to cut – that down a lot we're looking to give up a lot less hard contact and even in the spring I've joked about it right in his spring training outings he's getting not a lot of hits against he's not walking a lot of dudes that's another thing that he's been good at pretty consistently throughout his career which is a reason why I think Scott Harris likes him he doesn't walk very many hitters and still the runs he gives up for the most part in the spring have been home runs so we'll see what happens in that regard it's I'm not trying to sell you that this is going to be like some reinvented version of Matthew Boyd. I'm really not. Um, I'm not trying to be that guy. I know that a lot of people had that conversation pretty much every opening day for like the last three years of his Tigers tenure. And again, the 2021 was solid though. That's a sub four ERA. We will gladly take that. If he can give us a relatively healthy season. And just looking back to 2021, I mean, uh, and his whole career, again, he's really been good at, at limiting walks, but an 81, 81st percentile in chase rate. Very, very good at getting hitters to go outside of the strike zone. Now, that was paired with only a 23, 23rd percentile, geez, whiff rate. So not necessarily getting a ton of swings and misses with that, but I'll take weak contact. I'll take rollovers to the middle, the corner of the infield or whatever. I will gladly take that. As long as it's not hard contact, which... 72nd percentile in average exit velocity in 2021. Like the, you can see the, the profile. If his name wasn't Matthew Boyd, if his name was, was Tom Smith and, and I was giving you this profile, you'd be like, Oh, I understand why Scott Harris likes him. I think this makes a ton of sense. I think a lot of people just saw Matthew Boyd is returning. And it was one of the first things that Scott Harris did. And we were like, Oh my goodness, what have we done? Why is this happening to me? So I, I, the, the profile really does line up, I think. This season, as you can tell, I'll be paying attention a lot to the home run totals and the pitch usage. And again, like home runs, yes, for the pitch usage side of things, I'm really just honing in on the changeup specifically. How much is he going to throw that changeup in comparison to other seasons? I know a lot of fans have had a lot of frustration with Matthew Boyd over the years, and I understand that fully. I'm not, again, I'm not trying to sell you that he's going to be some reinvented, like brand new pitcher, but Scott Harris clearly likes the fit. He's now signed him uh, two off seasons in a row, and now Boyd gets to work with our as pretty reasonably universally agreed upon without the upon the fan base throughout the fan base rather 
very, very solid and very, very good coaching pitching staff. And I like that because he didn't get that for the first four years of his career. And then in the last year, he got it for the first half and then got hurt. So I'm looking forward to seeing what him and Fetter and, and Lund and et cetera can accomplish here. Um, and, and look, like if you're still like, I don't really care about any of this. I'm just really mad we brought back, back Matthew Boy. Like, you know, I thought we were kind of trying to turn a new leaf or whatever. It's a one-year deal. If he's solid and wants to stick around, you're talking about someone who uh, could have like around a sub four ERA and you can extend for another year or two or whatever. He's only in his early 30s. If he's really, really good, like just crushing it, then you're talking about a trade piece at the deadline because he would be a lefty that gets strikeouts and doesn't walk people. Every single competitive team would want that. And he has bullpen experience. So he got, he's got that going for him now at this point. And if he struggles, then it's a one-year deal that doesn't affect the long-term status of the team. I The more and more I time goes on, the more I really understand and kind of appreciate this, this signing. Because... Any of those three things can happen just based on how he performs. And there's no pressure because, again, it's a one-year deal. There's no pressure on any of them really happening. We're not basing the entire future off of the return we're going to get for half a season of Matthew Boyd. And if we are, this front office is not nearly as smart as I thought it was. But if he's okay, if he's, you know, 3-9-4 ERA, then, you know, maybe you slap another year on to the end of, uh, of, the, of the contract. And again, if, if, if he struggles and he's really bad, then maybe he doesn't make it through the year and, and it's a one-year deal even if he does. Health has always been a concern with Boyd as well, so we'll see not only how many innings he pitches, but how many good innings he pitches. Because we've seen before that the first half, second half thing has always been very real for Boyd. So very interesting, especially coming off of an injury, see, uh, see how long into the season he can be effective um, so that's another thing I want to keep an eye on for, but I, I, I really, I don't hate the acquisition. Uh, I, I, I didn't hate it at the time. And, uh, again, the more time that goes along, I, I, I can kind of see the vision a little bit. Okay, cool. Thanks for making Locked On Tigers your first listen every single day. For your next listen, check on the Locked On Fantasy Baseball podcast. Win your league by listening to Matt and Dom every day as they bring you the best fantasy draft strategies. Find Locked On Fantasy Baseball wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, ran a little bit long today. I wasn't expecting that, but uh, I, I have a lot to say about Matthew Boyd, apparently. We will be back tomorrow, as always. Peace and love. Going to Therapy's Dope, and I'll catch you all then, baby. Go Tigers.